Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Welcome to the Captain's Corner. I'm your host, Sonny Giuliano. Joining me tonight is my go to guy for any NFL discussion. It's been a while since we talked. He's the Jerry Rice to my Joe Montana, the Cecil Shorts to my Blake Bortles. It's my cousin Paul Clark. Paulie, what's going on? Not too much, buddy. It's been a long time. Far too long. I texted you the other day. This is something that we've got to get back on next year, the weekly NFL podcast of the picks. Definitely. Definitely something I always look forward to. And, uh, man, I think the last time I did one was uh, I think we broke down the Super Bowl last year. That was the last NFL one we did. Um, Did we do any March Madness or NBA playoffs? I don't remember. we might have done a March Madness one. Yeah, we did. We I think we did do one March Madness. Oh, we did, we did our Millionaires podcast, the Millionaires yeah. Weekends. Yeah, the WrestleMania and final, yeah. Well, I'm glad to have you back on for NFL. Um, we're going to touch on a little bit of everything tonight. Uh, regular season, we didn't talk at all. We talked off, off podcast. Um, we're going to talk about the NFL playoffs so far, preview, the conference championship games. Um, really, at this point, you know, I've been thinking about the games all day. Ever ever since Sunday, I've been thinking about these games. And it's tough to find a Super Bowl matchup at this point that wouldn't be intriguing, which is always what you look for when you go into conference championship weekend. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you if you look at the teams – I mean, you could arguably say the four best quarterbacks right now in football are playing this weekend. You know, when you look at Aaron Rodgers against Russell Wilson and Andrew Luck against Tom Brady, I mean, them four guys, I mean, it's a quarterback's league, and that them guys are doing it, doing it for their teams. And last weekend they were all pretty special. I'm just shocked that the Cardinals and Ryan Lindley are here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's kind of sad because what a job Bruce Arians did with the Cardinals this year, and and to see Carson Palmer go down with that ACL was, I mean, obviously I'm I'm not a Cardinals fan, but when you see a team playing that well and they just get hit with injury after injury, and and then they get stuck with that, and it just makes me wonder, how is Ryan Lindley in the NFL and not my man Tim Tebow? Oh, I wrote about it. I wrote about it last week or two weeks ago for the Wild Card. I don't know if you caught that, but. You know, going into that game, Arizona Arizona would have been so much more intriguing with Tebow. And, you know, going back to the Palmer point, I don't know that Arizona would, you know, be a legitimate Super Bowl contender, even if Palmer stayed healthy or Drew Stanton stayed healthy. But at least there would have been a little bit of a shot, and they probably they were would have at least been in better position to get a home game in the playoffs. And... You know, just the idea of them getting a chance to play a Super Bowl in their home stadium, 
that would have been a fun little subplot for the playoffs. But as soon as the the words Brian Lindley starting a quarterback in the wild card playoff game, as soon as those words were uttered, that that was kind of out the window. Yeah, I mean, definitely was. And and that debacle they put on in Carolina was just, I mean, it, it was actually tough to watch. <laughs> that that offense was just terrible. And, man, did I feel bad for Larry Fitzgerald that day because, I mean, what's a guy to do? I have no idea. Serious question, though. Do you think any of the four quarterbacks who were prominently involved in the national championship game, that being all three of Ohio State and Marcus Mariota, do you think all three or all four of them could have done a better job or at least done what Lindley did in that game? I I mean I I I wouldn't like to think that me or you could have done what Lindley did in that game. I mean they, they had seventy six yards of offense and it was just a, a total debacle. I mean I would like to think Mariota or I think uh Bruce Arians would have gave anything for Marcus Mariota or 12-gauge at that point, uh, Cardell Jones. How bad is that, that that Ohio State goes to their third-string quarterback and and just demolishes Oregon in the national championship game and the Arizona Cardinals muster 76 yards in their wild card game? It just goes to show you the brilliance behind recruiting and coaching of Urban Meyer. Yeah. Yeah, he he's and, one of the best ever. You can't argue that. And, you know, not an Ohio State fan by any means, but uh Urban bought, brought me a lot of joy in Florida and um you know, all I could think is the dynasty's just going to get bigger at Ohio State because that was just his first recruiting class. I mean, his classes are just starting to come in and I think the sky's the limit for that team. Wow. They're young, and wow, are they good. They were dominant last night. And so much for Oregon being so much faster. That or that Ohio State team was fast and athletic and more talented at just about every position on the field last night. Kind of looked like an SEC team, didn't they? They did. I mean, they don't operate like the pr- traditional Big Ten team. They really don't. It, no, I mean... It looked like you know, those Florida teams, or it looks like, you know, the Auburn team from Cam's year, Alabama. It doesn't look like Jim Trestle's Ohio State Buckeyes, that's for sure. And uh, I I seen uh, Cardell Jones run the quarterback lead for a touchdown, and it just brought me back to number 15 doing it in in the blue and orange for Florida about eight years ago. How about Cardell Jones lowering the shoulder and running over a defensive tackle? What, like five times in the game to get a first down? I mean, it was unbelievable. Fourth and two. There was the one time when they just met head on. Nobody else, you know, and, and he moved him back. Yeah. That was incredible. Yeah. I've never – that was a, a Tebow-esque play. There aren't many guys – quarterback or any position who who have that impact on a defensive tackle. And, you know, how about the job he did? Comes in, wins the Big Ten Championship, wins the Sugar Bowl, and wins the National Championship. <laughs> Not a bad three-game stretch. 
No, I mean, now what do you do if you're Urban Meyer next year? You got Braxton Miller, who was a Heisman frontrunner before the year started, JT Barrett, who was a Heisman candidate when he got hurt, and Cardell Jones, who just won your national championship. I have no idea. Do you think Miller's there? I don't, actually. I, I don't. But who goes into spring practice, the starting quarterback? I have no idea. I think you just kind of toss it up and say, let the better man win. I don't even know if you you want to come right out now and say who the starter is. Just let somebody earn it. I've heard, you know, I've heard all kinds of stuff about Braxton Miller. I heard, you know, he was interested in Oregon. I heard he was interested in Duke. I also heard he was interested in Florida State. Um, I think Oregon, actually, for his style, would be the best spot for him. He's not really a a pro-style offense quarterback. Right. And I, I think, you know, Duke and Florida State both run more so of them type of offenses. Yeah, they're better fits for sure. And what if Marcus Mariota decides, heck, I'm gonna go back to Oregon next year, you know, I don't I don't like this sour taste in my mouth from the national championship game. Let me go back to Oregon with my full core receivers and see what we could do next year. Yeah, I wouldn't totally rule it out. I, I don't think you could totally rule it out. I really don't. I, I I think he's a guy that loves playing college football and I don't think I think he's a project in the NFL. Like, I don't think he's just a plug-in starter right away. No, I don't either. You would need a, a coach who would be willing to adapt uh, their system to make that work. Like, I've I've heard a couple people saying that the Eagles should trade up and try to get Mariota. Going back to the, the Chip Kelly, um, Mariota, Oregon connection, in a situation like that, it might work. You might be able to plug him in and have a little bit of success, but I it's wouldn't necessarily... he's familiar with... Right, yeah. exactly. Exactly. It, no, it's I, just... I, go ahead. It's just like that's the offense like he used to run in and nothing would really change. No. I well, mean, and he well, can't be any worse than Mark Sanchez. No. No, you really couldn't. <laughs> you really couldn't. Well, uh, we'll see. I, I enjoyed the college football playoff. I've been a advocate of an expanded postseason in college football. I still think there's a way to work into a 16-team playoff. I know it'll never get there, but it can work. And if anybody cares to read about that, I have written about it before. But I was pleased with the fourteen playoffs. It, it, I, it I thought it was really, really good. I thought yeah. I thought the I thought the like the the New Year's Day six or whatever they had, I thought all yeah. the things were intriguing. Um you know a lot of people trashing on Old Miss and obviously they play terrible, but if you follow Old Miss at all this season, you know they were just hit with a barrage of injuries. Right. And the old Miss team you saw play TCU was not the old Miss team that beat Alabama. 
I mean, you know, people say, oh, how could that team beat Alabama? Well, it wasn't that team. I mean, one of the best receivers in college football was out. I mean, you know, three starters on their defense out. I mean, it was just – it was a depleted Ole Miss team. And they were a team that I was really high on at the beginning of the year. But let me tell you, I was really impressed with TCU. They, they – <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind if they came out tomorrow and said in two weeks TCU is going to play Ohio State just for the heck of it. No, that that'd be fine with me. <laughs> and TCU, you know, the final polls came out today. TCU jumped up to three, and I thought it was well deserved. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. I didn't. I didn't see the final poll, but yeah, that was. Um. Definitely deserve that because um, they had a great year. I I did see that they were um, number one for next year. They were the favorites to win the national championship next year. Oh, are they really? Yeah. I didn't see that. Which kind of surprised me considering <laughs> Ohio, Ohio State, State has, did. <laughs> Yeah. And they have just about everybody coming back. So Yeah. What is going to be interesting, though, is uh, to see the Urban Meyer-Jim Harbaugh rivalry in the Big Ten. Yeah, let's give that, you know, two or three years down the road, that one's going to be really tasty. Yeah. Let Harbaugh get let Harbaugh get a few classes in, and uh, he's going to take a few beatings the next couple of years, but then it'll start getting competitive. Yeah, I agree. I think it'll be... Not too long until he turns around Michigan, and that's good for college football. Definitely. Having Michigan and Ohio State relevant and that rivalry means something, which it really hasn't in quite some time, that'll be good. And the big um, time definitely needs it. Yeah, yes, it definitely does. Uh, NFL playoffs. We're down to the final four. What are your big takeaways from the first two weekends? What stands out to you? Um... You know, a lot a lot of things. Um I'll start been, in the NFC. <laughs> I'll start it's been, in the, it's been a really, really intriguing first two weekends of the playoffs. It it really has. I mean, you know, starting the first weekend, um Carolina beats Arizona, just a depleted team. Uh Baltimore goes to Pittsburgh and wins. But you know, Pittsburgh without Lazy and Bell, they were they went to a a war with a with a knife. They went to a gunfight with a knife. You know, it was just, yeah. They they were depleted and you know how about Joe Flacco in the playoffs? I mean, I watched this guy play the last two weeks. They couldn't score on nobody, and all of a sudden he's just Joe Montana in the playoffs. It's yeah, that's that's like a legitimate thing. Flacco in the playoffs, he's a different guy. Um, you know, then it goes to Sunday and and. That Dallas Lions game, I heard so many conspiracies about the refs and this and that. Listen, <laughs> if people actually think the National Football League is fixed, they're, they're really silly. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I don't tolerate those people. I was uh, I was actually at work the other day. I guess it was after that game. And we had a, a non-Cowboys fan come in. And, you know, he was talking nonsense, you know, hate the Cowboys, they're overrated, this and that, I was fine with it. And then he hits me with the, 
and it's clear the NFL wants him there. They're going to do whatever they can to get him there. And and I just literally walked away. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 so such nonsense. You know, they want him there so bad. They called Des Bryant's catch a drop the other day, which. I mean, I don't know what a guy has to do to catch a football nowadays, but it's, I mean, he caught it, took three steps, reached for the end zone, and I don't know. I, I'm I mean, I mean, and, and it's not to say the Packers still weren't going to win. I mean, there was three minutes left, and Dallas wasn't stopping Aaron Rodgers in the fourth quarter, so Green Bay probably was still going to win anyway. But, I mean, it's it just mind-boggling to me that that was not a catch. I mean, I know – they say, well, the rule states, well, I watched a lot of football, and if I'm playing in the side yard and that happens and somebody tells me that's not a catch, there's going to be a fist fight. That's the thing. Like, first of all, A, by rule, technically, they probably got it right. B, change the goddamn rule. Right. We, we've completely altered what a catch is. You said it perfectly. When I was growing up, if you were playing backyard football – you catch the ball, you control it, you take two steps, and you fall over, and the ball comes out when you hit the ground, that's not an incomplete pass. No. We're calling that a catch. Yep. Yep. I mean, um, it just, I, I don't know. I, I hope this weekend, you know, there's no more controversy like that. I mean, that that Green Bay, the Green Bay-Dallas game, I thought was a great game. Um I I I was very impressed. Uh, I think Andrew Luck does more. I texted you this the other day. He does more with less than any quarterback in the NFL. I mean, if you just look at what he's got to play with, it's not much. And they're in the AFC Championship game with no running game. I mean, their no. leading rusher this year was a healthy scratch last week. So what's that tell you? I thought last weekend was one of the more memorable weekends of playoff football. Like, I feel like 10 years down the road, I'm going to, like, really remember watching the, the games that were last weekend. That that New England-Baltimore one was very quietly one of the more entertaining playoff games in recent memory, too. Yeah, I mean, Baltimore takes the quick 14 nothing lead. New England comes back, ties it. Baltimore goes up another four, gets another fourteen point lead in the third quarter, and here comes New England again. I mean, and what a call, what a call the the backwards pass to Edelman, and then he throws the touchdown to Amendola. I mean, that was that was a a great play call. They're sitting on that one for years. They don't <laughs> he'd never thrown a pass, and they pull that one out. It was fantastic. It was. That, that was Fantastic. And Flacco and, was phenomenal. I mean, Flacco played an unbelievable game. Baltimore really offensively couldn't have played any better. It was just their secondary was not good. And New England just said, guess what? We're not even going to try to run it. We'll throw it every single down. And that's what they did. They threw it every down. And that, when you got Tom Brady, and he got, he got them. He got them to where they needed to be. That's not even hyperbole. They didn't run the ball one time in the second half. One rush, Tom Brady on a quarterback sneak, and yeah. that was it. No, I, I thought that was a fantastic game. The New England crowd was, I, I thought that was one of the louder crowds I can remember hearing 
in the NFL game. They were, like, legitimately into it. And I don't know if you caught it. They were singing that song, Your Love, by the outfield. In stoppages, the, the PA system was blasting it, and the crowd was right into it. They were, yeah. The crowd was phenomenal. And then New England, they mismanaged the clock yeah. late in the game. And <laughs> it comes down to a Hail Mary at the end. That, I, that game was awesome. I just had a weird feeling, too, with that Hail Mary. I was like, you know, it's Baltimore to get this Hail Mary. Oh, it definitely would be. It definitely would be. And, you know, now we could talk about the Seahawks. I mean, well, what can you say about them? I mean, the their defense is, is so good. If If I could have... Cam Chancellor on my team that would like make my day because there's a guy that is a stud. He he just does everything and he he will literally knock somebody out and he, he I think he's just a great football player. Well, that defense is loaded with studs, and you know already regardless of what happens in the next game or two, depending on what happens this weekend. We need to start talking a lot more about this being one of the, the best defenses in NFL history. because Just talent at every position. You, you can't – it's not like there's anything you can do that is going to give them problems. Like, I don't know what the game plan – would be offensively like I, I'm looking at it every way, and I don't know what exactly Green Bay is to do to have a ton of success against Seattle. I, yeah, it, it's incredible. Another thing I really like about Seattle is like usually in the NFL, when the offense is on the field, the defense is just sitting on the bench. And Seattle, like, the defense is up, like, cheering on the offense. Like, it's like a high school team. Like, yeah. they 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 play for each other, and they enjoy playing. Like, Marshawn Lynch had this long run last week, and all you could see is Sherman and Earl Thomas and Cam Chancellor on the sideline, like, right there going nuts, you know. And I'm like, that that's what it's all about right there. Like, how could you not like these guys for how much they love playing football? And that's ultimately why I think Lynch is back next year. He's their – he's kind of their motor. Like, it seems like whenever he has one of them runs in a game, it, like, that's the game because Seattle gets so – the crowd gets going and then their defense gets rocking and some – you know, Earl Thomas or Cam Chancellor, somebody comes across the middle and gets knocked out, and then that's all she wrote. Ask Demarius Thomas about that. He'll tell you all about it. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe he won't. I don't know if he'll remember that. <laughs> he might not have much to say about it. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, very, very it, true. it was uh, – that game was never in doubt. Um, but I do have to say this. As much as I'm not a fan, I was probably more impressed with Cam Newton in that game against Seattle than I've ever been. I, I really thought he played a fantastic game. I thought he did as much as he could against that team in that spot. I, I you know, 
I got to give it to him. I, you know, I thought he played a very good game. That's another guy who doesn't have any weapons. No, I mean, he's, I mean, he's got he's got a good tight end, and Benjamin's a nice receiver, but outside of that, what else do they got? Yeah, I mean, he's got a little bit better of a running game, but yeah, I, thought, I mean, but they they don't got much. I mean, they got Philly Brown, and that's about it. I don't. Not even sure where Philly Brown came from. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. I'll be honest. <laughs> Philly Brown and I are not acquainted. <laughs> you guys never met? No, nope. <laughs> um, we kind of talked about the Green Bay Dallas game. Um, the Indy Denver one. The late game on Sunday. The the game that kept me eight and zero in my playoff picks. I just, I had a feeling that something wasn't right with Manny. And I believed in luck. And, you know, that was all I really needed for that that pick. Manning wasn't right, and I thought luck was sensational. Luck against Cincinnati was, was probably the best I've ever seen luck play. And against Denver, he just, you know... He did throw two picks, but they were both kind of in. They, yeah, they were more like they were more like punts. They were more you like punts. I mean, to quote to quote our good friend Colin Stucco, who threw his fair share of long interceptions in Madden, just like a good punt. Yep. Yep, and I gotta tell you, the Colts' defense was better than I've ever seen it in that game. They they were tackling. They were they had a great game plan and. You know, it, w- it would be great for to see Chuck Pagano after what he's been through, you know, in, in this third year, get the Colts to the Super Bowl. I mean, it, it would be something else. Well, uh, while we're on Indy, let's do Indy New England for the AFC Championship. Um, just so you know, I won't be making a pick. My pick will be coming in my uh, column on Saturday because, frankly, I'm undecided. And it's Tuesday, and I don't want to lock into a pick yet because I have an 8-0 streak on the line, and I don't want to be careless. <laughs> so I'm going to per- pull Very the Kirk Herbstreet. I'm going to pull the Kirk Herbstreet on game day, and when he's announcing the game, he's not going to give a pick. I'm not going to give picks. But I will give my analysis. That, that's a lot of pressure on me. I gotta um, be pretty. I gotta be. I gotta be pretty sharp on my picks tonight, then, huh? Yeah, you do. I mean, pe- the people are gonna get mine. It's just gonna come in written format. I mean, I better. I just gotta make sure I'm not like Lee Corso and uh, throw out the F bomb like he did that day on Game Day. <laughs> uh, it still remains one of my favorite YouTube clips. <laughs> they were actually. On Mike and Mike uh, last Thursday or Friday one day, and Herb Street was talking about that day, and he was like laughing uncontrollably how funny it was when when Corso said that. Oh, uh, Herb Street's face in that clip when Corso said it—that that was priceless. Yeah, that was. That was great. Yeah, yeah, it definitely so, was. So in New England, um, they met in the playoffs last year and New England won easily. They met in the regular season this year, and 
New England won easily. I don't know who you're picking. I, I get the – I have a feeling who you're picking. But play devil's advocate and tell me why the Colts can win this game. Andrew Luck. That's it? I mean, Andrew Luck is going to have to be – He's going to have to be real special on Sunday. I mean, they're going to have to play. Indianapolis is going to have to play even better than they played last Sunday. This Sunday, and uh, you know they're going to have they're going to have to pull out all the stops. I mean, they're going to have to you know when they get to the red area, they're going to have to score touchdowns. They're not going to be able to score field goals. You know, field goals aren't going to win you this game. You know, they're going to have to be great on defense. They're going to have to be strong against the run. They're gonna, you know, they're gonna have to be strong. You know, they're not gonna be able to give up big plays. They're gonna have to make New England, you know, be methodical with drives, and you know, you know, maybe force Brady into a couple mistakes, and then you never know. But you know, on paper, the game looks like a mismatch. I mean, if you watch these two teams play in the regular season in Indianapolis, New England beat them up. They they ran right at him. Jonas Gray, guy nobody ever heard of, ran for 200 yards, three or four touchdowns, was just unstoppable. I mean, and when you dominate the line of scrimmage the way New England did that night, I mean, you can't you can't win. You know, if you get dominated like that at the line of scrimmage, and if I'm if I'm Chuck Pagano, I'm going to Indianapolis's defensive line and say, look how bad you guys got dominated in this game. You know, what kind of pride do you have to, you know, show that that's not you anymore? And that that's what they got to do. They got to, you know, they just got to come out and, and be very, very good defensively and very disciplined and strong offensively. Well, we talked about how New England didn't run the ball in the second half, and you'd think that would change in this game. Um, as you said, Jonas Gray, a huge game um, against Indy, 201 yards, four touchdowns, and only had 20 carries the rest of the season. Um, and even last year, it was LeGarrette Blunt who went crazy at 166 yards and four touchdowns. So, you know, that obviously has to be a point of emphasis for New England's offense. And as you said, New England's defense, that, you know, their front four and their front seven, they need to they need to take that away like they have with uh, Jeremy Hill in round one and C.J. Anderson last week. They need to be able to stop the run and make New England a little one-dimensional. Um, I think defensively they need to kind of have the same blueprint that Baltimore did last week, which worked – early on, and then, you know, New England and Brady, they just, you know, turned it around late. They need to get pressure on Brady. They need to be physical with their receivers. They need to take away the run. And like Indy did against Denver, not miss any tackles. That that was the one thing other than luck that really stood out for me in that Colts-Broncos game was the fact that, you know, first guy to the ball, was making yeah. a hit, and they're making there was no, and they're and they're bringing the the ball carrier to the ground. It, it was really only that C.J. Anderson fourth down run. I think that might have been the only time that the 
the ball carrier got any yards after the first contact. Yeah, uh, the Colts were great last week defensively. I mean, I couldn't believe it. The last, actually, against Cincinnati, they were also, but, you know, Cincinnati was playing without A.J. Green. They were kind of one-dimensional. You know, then you go to Denver and you're like, oh, man, how how is Indy going to even stop this team, you know? And, you know, Peyton Manning was not Peyton Manning. I mean, he well, he was – I mean, how many times are you going to throw the long ball down the right sideline and overthrow the guy by five yards? I mean, i seen it seven straight plays the other day, I think. And really, why are you doing that when the guy has a torn quad? I mean, you know what's weird about that is before the game, they were saying how the week off did Peyton Manning so good. He looked great in practice. He had more zip on the ball than he's had in a month. And then he played bad, and he had a torn quad. Now, why didn't the torn quad bother him in practice if he looked so good in practice? I don't know. It's just weird to me. Are you saying that there's something? Are you are you saying that there's something fishy about this injury? Or uh, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I I think you I think he was hurt because I think he's been hurt for a while. But why are why were they saying how the week off did him so good and in practice he's back to Peyton Manning and Denver's offense is you know gonna click today so good and then halfway through the game they're like, oh Peyton Manning must be really hurt. I mean. Well, make up your mind. Is he really hurt, or has he looked awesome the last three days in practice? Right. I mean, I don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know he's really hurt, but, I mean, I, I don't know. Well, if he I does just, have a torn quad, it explains a lot. Yeah, I mean, it definitely does. But, you know, nobody was worried about his torn quad on the first drive when they went down the field and scored a touchdown. Right. Well, it, it's not going to be quite as easy for for Indy's defense against New England. Um, you know, like you said, though, it, it's a mismatch on paper. And, it is. And I, I mean, it's looked like a mismatch the last two times these teams have played. The the one the second biggest thing besides the dominance on the line of scrimmage to me was the dominance by New England secondary. I mean, T.Y. Hilton and Reggie Wayne just couldn't get off the ball in that game. They were mauled at the line of scrimmage. Reggie Wayne is just a shell of himself. He can't run. He can't move anymore. And it's sad because the guy's a great receiver, but, I mean, he, he just he, he can't run. No. I mean, he's... And T.Y. Hilton is more of a, a slot guy. I mean, he's just getting mauled by Revis. He can't get open. I mean, in this game, you know, we talked about it a little bit the other day. Uh, Dwayne Allen and Colby Fleener are going to have to be really good. Which they're, they're capable of. That's, that's, the one, that's the one silver lining for Indy. Um, you know, Luck could have better weapons on the outside, but in kind of Patriots fashion, they do have two really, really good tight ends who can be difference makers in this game, and they're going to need to be. They're definitely going to need to be. Um, And also, I think they're going to have to use Boom Heron, like, 
line him up wide, use him as a receiver, try to get some mismatches on the linebackers and stuff because, I mean, T.Y. Hilton is probably going to be taken right out of the game. So, I mean, it's going to be tough for them to, you know, utilize him. I mean, you're probably going to have to get one or two deep shots down the field just to take a shot. But, you know, Moncrief is going to have to catch passes. A team next the last two weeks has come up, you know, against Cincinnati, caught a long pass, you know, made a nice catch last week. Caught a touchdown pass. He's, he's going to have to be somewhat effective in this game too. Yeah, I I think I'm higher on Boom Heron than you are. I, I think he's done a reasonable Ahmad Bradshaw impression. Um, you know, we were talking off, you know, not on the podcast and the whole fumbling thing. That that's a legitimate concern, but. With him in there over Trent Richardson or anybody else, they they look reasonably like they did early in the year when their offense was really clicking. Yeah, um, I mean, I agree. I, I do agree with you. Um, yeah, I think Boom Heron's played, you know, fairly well, but, you know, he's not a mod Bradshaw. And, you know, the, the fumbling problems, you know, if Indy's on a long drive and he coughs one up against New England, that's just going to be a killer. Oh, for sure. And, you know, just going back to their the previous meetings between these two teams, that's been what has killed Indy. Lux committed a lot of turnovers, and New England takes advantage of them, you know, like a team that's been there before. And that's the biggest thing. Luck can be – he can be great, and he could make any throw – as he's shown the last couple of weeks, but he can be turnover prone. And this is the one team that you definitely can't afford to turn the ball over against. No. And one thing I did notice of Andrew Luck the last couple of weeks, it seems like he's using the check down a lot more instead of, you know, relying on that big arm and trying to force one down the field. He's taken the four or five yard check down to the running back and, you know, living to see second and five instead of, you know, saying that going for the big shot downfield and turning it over. And, you know, that's been a big difference for him because second and five ain't that bad. No, no, not at all. And really the only times he's taken those shots were on third and longs, which, you know, he had two picks last week, which it's deceiving in a way because, you know, they are, you know, their interceptions 40 yards down the field. It wasn't a drive killer. It wasn't, you know, at the worst time. It's not like defense got big returns off of them. That, that's really been the one thing that has worked against Luck. He, he, it's like he had a little too much confidence in his arm. And he, he's been a lot smarter the last couple of weeks and, that's a big part of the reason why Indy's here. Yeah. Oh, boy, does so, he ever have a big arm. Oh, he does. He uh, definitely does. I mean, he stands in that pocket, and he throws that pass from one hash to the other, and it's just on a dart, and you're like, wow. I mean, that's, it's, you know, he moves around in the pocket. I mean, he, he really has 
I mean, he doesn't have, there's nothing as a quarterback he can't do. And in that Cincinnati game, that was probably the best game I've seen him play because they had, you know, probably four or five legitimate drops in that game where he could have just been off the charts statistic-wise in that game, you know, if, if them guys make catches that should have been made. Yeah, there are a few that hit Hilton right in the hands. I mean, Leaner dropped one, Hilton yeah. dropped three. You know, it was just like, oh. No, he, he's an all-timer regardless of what happens in this game. He, he's he got a bright future ahead of him. Um, the vibe I'm getting from you is New England, though. It, I know you're a huge Lux fan, as am I. We have been since we saw him live in person at the Orange Bowl. But are you – you're taking New England? I am. I I, as much, I hope I'm wrong. I really do. I'd love to see Indianapolis win, and I'd love to see Luck play in the Super Bowl. But, you know, my heart tells me that they're just not quite there yet. They're a few players away. And I've been saying, you know, for probably four weeks now, this New England team really impresses me. I love their, you know – Obviously, last week their defense wasn't that good, but their defense has been really good this year. Um, I, I think one thing New England or Indianapolis should do maybe is go quick offense, no huddle, and try to tire New England's defensive line out. That might help them. But in the end, I, I think New England just going to be a little too much. I, I'm going to say the Patriots win this one. Um, 34-24. Well, as I said before, I'm neglecting to make a pick at the moment. I have a lot riding on it, and here's why. I'm in a little bit of a dilemma. So in this game, I have New England, the team that started the playoffs, I felt like was the best in the AFC by a pretty wide margin. And then I had Indianapolis, who before the season I picked to make the Super Bowl. As did I. And then in the NFC, I have Seattle, the team that I think is the best team in the league and the team that I picked to win the Super Bowl against the Green Bay Packers, who, as you know, are my least favorite team in the league. (laughs) So I'm I'm in a real dilemma here. Because I don't know, I don't know if I want to abandon my preseason Super Bowl pick for the team that I feel like is probably a big favorite in that game, and I don't know if I want to risk picking against the Packers and losing both ways. So I'm very conflicted. <laughs> and on top of all, if, and if I weren't protecting an eight and zero playoff streak, I wouldn't even care. But I've never ever been this good with picks. <laughs> what year was it that you went eleven and zero? The year the Packers beat the Steelers in the Super Bowl. That's right. Because I come with the ultimate upset with the Jets over the Patriots in the second round. Well, how about this? You, you will probably be the only person in the world who remembers this. Do you remember the very next year 
me coming on the podcast mid-season and picking Giants over Patriots in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, you said the Giants are going to beat the Packers in the playoffs again, I remember. And that's exactly what happened. That, yeah. that is the one shining moment in my <laughs> picking career. That's the only thing I've ever gotten right. <laughs> yeah, you nailed that, baby. Yeah, I, that that one was too easy. I think I was the only person that saw it. I just felt it. But, uh, so you're taking New England. I'm not making a pick. Uh, Green Bay at Seattle. I, I just don't know why I should have any confidence in Green Bay if Aaron Rodgers isn't even completely healthy. I feel the same way. I mean, give me give me Aaron Rodgers over anybody in the league. If everybody's a hundred percent, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers over any quarterback in the league. And last week at probably fifty five percent, Aaron Rodgers was pretty good, but he's going to be facing a fierce pass rush on the road against that Legion of Boom secondary on one leg, that's a scary situation. Yeah, I, I just don't know. I don't know how I, mean, I could... I don't know how I could pick Green Bay in this game unless it's just to hedge my bet and make sure that if they win, at least I get credit for it. I mean, is there ever going to be more pressure on an offensive line than there is going to be on Green Bay Sunday in Seattle? An offensive line, too, that it's not like they're a juggernaut either. Like, oh, I mean, they're going to have to seriously run the ball very well in this game. And they're going to have to keep Aaron Rodgers standing up because Seattle will be coming, and they'll be coming in a lot of different angles. And Richard Sherman's going to have somebody on lockdown because that guy could cover. And a lot of people don't like him because he tells you how good he is. But if you watch that guy play, he's that good. No, he is he that is, good. He, 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 he is that. He is that good. I mean, if you want to keep, if you want to test him, you might get one. But he's going to get one too. I mean, yeah, he, he will is. pick one. He will pick one off. He has every right to talk. Yeah, I, I just. I don't know. This this game feels like it could get ugly, and I hope I'm not screwing myself over saying that, but they they won easily week one. They they do the things that Green Bay isn't going to be able to to stop. Like they couldn't I, they couldn't stop DeMarco Murray last week. He had 123 yards. He probably would have or should have had more. But, like, you know, Lynch has had success running on them the last two times these teams have played. Seattle rushed for over 200 in the week one game that they had against each other. Like, unless Green Bay jumps on Seattle early in this game and they force a couple turnovers and they get up a touchdown or two, I just – I can't see Green Bay winning. I, I really can't. And that's 
that seems dangerous to say about Aaron Rodgers, who I know as well as anybody how dangerous he can be. But this is one of the all-time great wide did he hang 40 Did he hang 42 on the Bears in the first half this year or something? Yeah, it was something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and even last year, even last year, throwing the game-winning touchdown at Soldier Field. Oh, yeah, we, to win the division. Yeah. Like, I know as well as anybody how good this guy is. I I hate to say it. I, I hate him. I, I do. I really don't like him, but he's really good. He's he's great. He is fantastic. He he's probably one of the five best quarterbacks that I've ever seen in my lifetime. I, I can agree with that, and and I understand what you're saying as a Bears fan. You know, it, it kills you to say it because I believe me, I understand where you're coming from, but I, I give you credit for. You know, you understand his greatness. Oh, my God, yeah. Like you said it, every quarterback is healthy. Maybe Brady over Rodgers just on the reputation. And, you know, Brady backed it up last weekend against Baltimore. But, no, you know. I've never seen a quarterback move in the pocket and throw on the run accurately downfield as good as Aaron Rodgers does. Yeah, he's number one. Andrew Luck might be number two. Yeah, but because he, he's got the big arm, and he, he, they're like, I think Luck's a little thicker. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, but but the same way, you know, he he can when Luck steps up in the pocket and starts moving out, it, it's gonna most most likely be a big play. And you know, you're you're coming into these two games at eight and all in the playoffs. You're eight and all right now. Yeah. To me, you have the two easiest picks of the playoffs so far. Because I cannot see either of these road teams winning Sunday. doesn't it seem like it. It really doesn't. It, and, I mean, you know, as much as I'd love to see the Colts win a Seattle-New England Super Bowl, this seems like it would be fantastic. Oh, it'd be perfect. I mean, really, the last NFL dynasty is New England. They're the last team to win back-to-back. They won three out of four years. And, you know, now Seattle, they're kind of on that corner. And, you know, with another one, now we got to start talking about Seattle as one of the, the all-time great teams. If you win back-to-back in the NFL, you're automatically, you're, you're kind of grandfather clause into that argument. How about this matchup if that happens? Rob Gronkowski working on Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas. Oh, oh, oh. That, that, now that's a doozy right there. I mean, we talked about best possible Super Bowl matchups. Let's let's go down this real quick because there isn't a bad one. That's the fun thing. There isn't a bad Super Bowl matchup in this Final Four. Seattle, New England's got to be number one, right? I think this is how I would rate them. If New England wins, I think the better, way better Super Bowl would be. Well, New England and Seattle, New England and Seattle or Green Bay, I think would be a good game. I think Indy would kind of get mauled by Seattle. I think they're too physical for them. 
I think Indy Green Bay would be very entertaining. You know, to see Rodgers and Luck go at it would be fantastic. Yeah. But it'd be kind of entertaining to see Russell Wilson and Luck go at it. You know, you look at that draft. You know, they're they're both coming from the same draft, and I think Luck beat him last year in Indy. I think I think Indy beat beat Seattle last year. Was was it? Yeah, that game was in Indy. I can't, yeah, for some reason I had it in my head that that game was in Seattle, but it was in Indy. Yeah, it, Seattle doesn't lose in Seattle. No. No. Yeah, I, really though, like like the Seattle Indy game could could end up, you know, a blowout if it were to happen. But it's hard to tell. I mean. Most people thought that the Super Bowl last year was going to be a close one. Yeah. Two guys, mean, here, are, two guys right here are, are two of the guys that probably had it in their head that it could definitely get the way it turned out. And neither well, of think, us really had the, had the cojones to come out and just predict a total blowout. I think we both wanted to, and neither of us could say the word. Well, that's the thing. We talked about it, having some Tampa Bay-Oakland potential. I remember saying it and you being like, oh, that's cold. You didn't need to bring that one up. But you agreed. <laughs> you agreed it, it had that potential. It definitely and with, with a defense that good, it does have that potential. It has the potential to turn into Oakland-Tampa Bay or Baltimore-New York. Yep. Or Seattle-Denver. Seattle-Denver, Chicago-New England, like – you have a defense that's an all-time top five unit, and you never know. But it really does feel like a Seattle-New England Super Bowl wouldn't be a blowout either way. No, I, I can't see it happening. Um, boy, that that would be that would be something fun to watch. It really would. It, it really would, and it's kind of it's kind of been on a collision course since about week you know, 12 or 13 when you started seeing Seattle really taking into another gear when they got Bobby Wagner and Cam Chancellor back and you started seeing that defense start looking like the defense of last year, you know, when they went into Philly and just totally dominated them and then they went into Arizona and, you know, obviously it wasn't really Arizona, but they, I mean, they dominated them, dominated San Francisco twice. I mean, it was just what they've done over the last, you know, two months of the season's been. Well, here's an here's an interesting stat. And like you said, it's not like they've played any marquee offenses in this stretch, but in their last seven games, they have outscored opponents 165 to 56. And they've allowed five touchdowns. And they allowed two last week, right? Right. I mean, that's an all-time great defense. I don't care who you're playing. Right. Because bottom line is you're still playing NFL teams. Right. No, and, and you know what? Even if Green Bay were to get by, like you said, Rodgers' luck would be interesting. Rodgers' Brady would be interesting. You have Brady Man. as this top guy, and this would be Rodgers' chance to, you know, firmly take that torch. And they had a pretty good game earlier this year in Lambeau, so sure, you know, run that one back. Yeah, yeah, but 
You know, my pick, so, obviously, I gave it up. It, it is Seattle. I, I think Seattle wins that game. I'm going to go 31-16. Well, if you check out my conference championship weekend right up on Saturday, you will get a taste of my picks for the game. Um, we have anything else they have to cover? I don't know. I feel like we've pretty much touched on all bases. Got a Royal Rumble pick? Uh, my Royal Rumble pick is probably Roman Reigns. And that's such a bummer. It's going to be rain. It's a bummer. If they, there's so many better directions they could go than Reigns. I'm just not a Reigns guy. I kind of like him. I think. I think. I would be surprised what, if Daniel Bryan won. I think the best play, and this is not going to happen. I I go well. Here's what I said a couple weeks ago. I was talking to to Tyler, my friend. You know Tyler. Um, yes. This was before Daniel Bryan came back. I said I would go Ziggler, and I would have Rollins win win the title at Royal Rumble, either with the Money in the Bank or now that he's inserted into the title match. And I, I just play on the idea that. You know, Rollins claims that Ziggler didn't beat him clean at Survivor Series. And those two would put on a match that would bring the house down. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, Reigns-Lesnar isn't going to bring the house down. And Reigns-Rollins might, but I'm not totally sure that Reigns could could put on that great of a match yet. No, I don't think it's going to be Lesnar. I, I really don't. I... I don't know. I guess it could be just me hoping, but I mean, You're whole, I thought Brock Lesnar was your favorite wrestler. No, he. he <laughs> I can't even pretend about that. He's not my favorite wrestler. He's not even close. Uh, I, I can't understand the guy that they have be the champion that's on TV three times a year. I mean, that's just. Oh come on now! If it was The Rock, you would be loving it. But no, you know what? If it was The Rock, but The Rock comes out and entertains the crowd, at least he would come out at least once a month. True. And The Rock could wrestle. This guy can't wrestle. I think uh, that's where we that's where we disagree. I think Brock has had some pretty good matches in the past. Mm. In the yeah, past, and depending on the guy he's working with, his last few matches have been nothing but throwing guys around and suplexes and body slams and I don't know. I, I'm just not a fan. Well, here's the thing. I think with a guy like Ziggler or Daniel Bryan, he could, it'd be a good match. Just like it was when he fought CM Punk at SummerSlam a couple years ago. I think it depends on the guy you're putting him in there with, and that's why I think him and Reigns, Everyone in that WrestleMania crowd that's always a little wacky, they'd crap all over that match. <laughs> they would. They would. They'd boo the whole thing. Yeah, they'd be, chanting I would. For, they'd be chanting for Daniel Bryan, and they'd be chanting for 
Dolph Ziggler and they'd be doing something goofy like they always do, like dancing like Fandango. Or like when we yeah. were there, when the Yes movement was born. Yeah. Yeah. Little known I mean, that, that is that is when the Yes movement was born. We were there yeah. for it. We were, we were there. We didn't invent it, but we were there. We were there. The, the yes, the yes chance that was going on hours before WrestleMania, when we were sitting there, sitting in, in a, a hundred of our own degree sweat. temperature, right before we had to do a final challenge. Yeah, seventeen mile journey to. <laughs> Um, where do we have Denny's? Denny's. That Denny's came in clutch, man. Oh, what a journey that was. Guy tried to fight me in a wheelchair and motor scooter <laughs> and everything. Oh, man. But, All right, well, what do we got? Royal Rumble in like a week and a half, two weeks now? Week from Sunday. A week from Sunday. All right, well, next week, what what we'll have to do, I, I think next Friday or Saturday... We gotta have a two-parter, talk about the Super Bowl, and do a Royal Rumble preview, and really hash out everything that's going on in WWE. Because I have a lot of thoughts. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, did you see Raw last night by any chance? I haven't. It's on the DVR. Okay. Well, I don't want to give you give nothing away then. I'll probably be watching it tomorrow afternoon. It was it was better. I was disappointed in last week's episode. The whole authority thing is kind of getting a little old to me. Like it's, I don't know, like, I don't know. Like it's, I agree. I mean, I mean, it's just to a point where you're like, really? like there, There's only so much you could do with it. It's all recycled at this point. Like, I mean, every week, Seth Rollins fights, nine guys help him, and he wins. Like, right. I mean... You're ruining it. You're making everybody hate a guy that's a really good wrestler. Yeah. Well, do you want? I'm going to make it a point to fix that next week when we talk. I'm going to fix WWE next week on oh, the yeah. podcast. Perfect. I'm game. And, and nobody important is going to listen to it, but we're going to fix it anyway. I mean, who knows? Maybe somebody important will listen to it. I'll, I'll send a tweet to Vince McMahon. Good idea. Maybe you'll listen. <laughs> we'll maybe, maybe, maybe we'll be uh, special guest uh, commentators for WrestleMania. Sounds good. They should. They should. We do the Millionaires podcast every weekend or every every WrestleMania weekend. We should get. They should bring us in. Yeah, they should yeah. bring us in. I mean, Paul Clark. Thank you very much. It's been awesome talking with you again. Can't wait to. Uh, do the WWE and NFL Super Bowl preview next weekend. Should be a lot of fun. Absolutely. I'm glad to be back on and uh let's start making this a regular thing. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to figure out a way to get you on even not an NFL season, every two weeks or Season's, so. I'm I'm pretty versatile. You are. The, the fact that both of us can stay up until one thirty in the morning talking about this kind of stuff, it works out pretty well. Yeah, I mean, it's a versatile thing. Yeah. All right, well, take care. We'll talk soon, and everybody, thanks for listening. Have a good night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.